Welcome to the Forensic Chiropractor Podcast, the podcast about healthcare relating to courts, with your host Jeff Clayton, chiropractic physician. Hello and welcome back to the Forensic Chiropractor. The Forensic Chiropractic is chiropractic relating to courts. This podcast is about injuries that have the potential to go to court. I am Jeff Clayton, chiropractic physician in Utah. I graduated from chiropractic school in 2012, and I'm a board-certified independent medical examiner from the American Board of Independent Medical Examiners. I have extensive postgraduate training through chiropractic and medical schools, and you can always see my CV at ime-utah.com, and I've performed over 500 IMEs for plaintiff and defense. Now, the last few podcasts have focused on disc damage and time dating injuries based on imaging. We have not covered all the ways to time date an injury based on imaging, but I did want to spend some time today talking about what disc damage means to patients and not just the causation of the injury. I will have to spend a few podcasts on this subject as well. One common theme with disc herniations is real estate. Disc herniations can cause significant pain due to recurrent meningeal nerve, which is the nerve that senses pain at the disc. The tearing of the disc can cause local pain that can be intense, but if the herniation is not taking up the real estate that belongs to another type of anatomy, the herniation is not likely as serious. If the disc herniation is taking up the space of nerve tissue, then we likely have a more serious injury, although maybe not more painful. Herniations will often take the real estate or space that belongs to the cerebral spinal fluid, nerve roots, or the spinal cord. Again, the seriousness of a herniation is not associated with the amount of pain, but if the herniation is taking the space of nerve tissue. I want to share a 2023 study from the International Journal of Molecular Science titled, Edema after CNS Trauma, a focus on spinal cord injury, published by Mostafa Sablani et al. This study showed that the first observation after a spinal cord injury is edema. What is edema? They say that the term edema is one of the oldest medical terms still in use today. The term edema encompasses many different observations, but all of them involve an increase in water content. Edema comes from swelling and the lack of liquid elimination. Edema is the main sign of inflammation. Today's study reported that the term nowadays most importantly means an imbalance in forces that control homeostasis within the cells. This edema or increase of fluid can easily be seen on MRI. Today we will specifically talk about spinal cord edema after an injury. Edema in the brain or spinal cord leads to necrosis due to compression. Necrosis is defined as cellular death. This imbalance in the spinal cord or brain leads to excitotoxicity. Excitotoxicity is toxic actions of neurotransmitters around the cells. This excitotoxicity creates a cascade of inflammatory responses that lead to more cellular death and cause a secondary injury. This study showed that spinal cord edema is correlated with severe impairment and poor recovery. Today's studies show that a disc herniation that takes the space of cerebral spinal fluid or causes edema in the spinal cord will increase the cerebral spinal fluid. This increase in CSF can lead to necrosis and cellular death. 
Today's study showed that edema starts to increase five minutes after an injury and continues to reach maximum intensity in five days after the injury. The spinal cord is part of the central nervous system and is vital to most human function. A spinal cord injury can be very serious, including life-threatening. If we have a spinal cord injury, we need urgent treatment. Today's study showed that treatment should be to treat edema with early surgical decompression and CSF drainage. This study showed that, and I'll quote, there is no proven effective medication that can successfully treat spinal cord edema, end quote. If we have a disc herniation with spinal cord damage, the surgical decompression is likely the best course of action, and as seen in this study, early surgical decompression is important. As a chiropractor, my job is not to determine if a patient needs surgery, but to refer to the surgeon urgently when needed. Now, for a real-world example, I had a young patient who at the time of the motor vehicle collision was 22 years old. He came in for his initial examination, and it was clear right away that he had neurological problems and had a cervical spine MRI. He waited two months after his motor vehicle collision to come in for an examination. The MRI came back showing spinal cord compression at the C5-6 disc level. I never treated the patient and referred him right away to the neurosurgeon. I did not see the patient for a couple months and found out that he was not interested in having surgery and never went to the surgical consultation. His attorney sent him to a pain management provider who did injections and months later, his symptoms were getting worse. His attorney referred him to another surgeon who ordered another cervical spine MRI. This new MRI showed high signal cord myomalacia at the C5-6 level, and he recommended surgery. The attorney met with me to go over the case. They were attempting to settle the case without having surgery done. The patient was not interested in surgery. The attorney was frustrated and unsure how to settle the case. I asked them about the myomalacia seen on the MRI report. They were unsure what that meant. Be honest now, how many of you knew what the high signal cord myomalacia is? High signal cord is edema in the cord. As seen on today's study, this will lead to cellular death and this is a progressive disorder. Today's study showed that this type of injury, and I'll quote, correlated with severe impairment and poor recovery. The term myelo refers to spinal cord and malacia refers to softening. If the radiologist reported that the herniation at C5-6 is compressing or taking the space of the spinal cord and causing edema that has over time caused cellular death and is killing the cells in the spinal cord and this will likely lead to severe impairment and poor recovery, then this attorney would have known how serious this injury was and would be able to settle the case a lot easier. I know many patients, especially younger patients, do not want surgery. The hesitation on this patient's part led to a more serious spinal cord injury. As seen in today's study, surgical decompression is the best treatment option for him. So I hope you understand that when we have any disc herniation taking the space of a nerve root or a spinal cord, this can be a very serious and permanent injury. If there's just touching of the spinal cord or nerve roots, it's not as serious as a compression like we saw on today's real world example. When we have compression, we usually get cellular death, which really takes a long time, if at all, to recovery. 
Thanks for listening to today's podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. Please subscribe to hear more of the research. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Forensic Chiropractor Podcast. Dr. Clayton can be found online at ime-utah.com. Theme song is Three Fishers by the band Aggregate. Three corpses lay out on the shining sand.